Welcome back to Two C's with a pod. Uh, so this is going to be a much classier episode. No Matt this week. Uh, I'm going to tell you guys Matt is on assignment, but the truth of the matter is, is Matt has been suspended for a week. Um, go to his Twitter feed, and he is using a GIF that we had decided he would not be using, yet he decided he needed to use it again. So uh, HR got a lot of people involved. Matt had to had to take a week off. So he suspended. Um, but this is going to be a better show. And he won't listen, so it's fine. But I'm super excited about this because I'm talking to a guy that I haven't talked to in probably 20 years in live. And this is a guy I spent nearly every day with back in high school. Ryan freaking Middaw is on the show. Ryan, how are you, my man? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on. I've been wanting to come on for a while. Well, see, you're like the only person that's ever really... <laughs> Nobody wants to come on here. You know, it's like we we actually, you know, so man, that's that's really kind of you to say. Um, so man, we're so glad to have you on. Um, so just let's let's do the the real quick catch up, man. Okay. What happened? You went to college where? Yeah, so I went to college at the University of Central Missouri, CMSU at the time. Uh, got a degree in um, illustration with an emphasis in commercial art. Uh, worked actually for that, and I, I don't think it's a, a weekly newspaper now, but worked for the Pitch in Kansas City for about four years, uh, doing uh, layout, uh, editorial illustration, cover illustration. Um, as you know, newspapers aren't doing well now, and so it, uh, parent company folded, lost my job right before I got married. Um, so ended up, my wife was graduating college at the time and just decided to apply in every state that I thought would be fun to live in. And Arizona was one of them. Thought I was applying in Phoenix for a position and it ended up being in Yuma, Arizona, which is way down on the corner of uh, Baja, Sonora, California and Arizona, just right, probably about 20 miles from the Mexico border. And so, uh, starkly different landscape than Kansas City. Yeah. Um, it's a in, in fact um the sandy parts of Return of the Jedi was filmed right outside of Yuma. Nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Did you did you like go down there, you know, maybe and uh like recreate some stuff, maybe try to get in on some of the later later models of uh of the Star Wars series? No. I I I you could see the sand dunes outside the city, though, and I always wanted to get a sled and try to go down them. And I, I never, <laughs> never. A little bit different sledding out there. Well, how long yeah. did you live in Arizona? What's that? How long did you live in Arizona? About a year and a half. Okay. And then from Arizona, where'd you, where'd you go? Uh, I live in right outside of Portland, Oregon now. Okay. It actually spelled like Aloha, but it's pronounced Aloha. Um, okay. Kind of Right, right in the Beaverton area. Nice, nice. Can you swing down by Nike, maybe get me some gear, you know, shoot it back my way? Yeah, I live like two miles from there. It, it's it's funny, Nike's um, kind of like the Vatican's in the middle of Rome, like a city within a city. Nike's kind of the same thing in the middle of Beaverton. There's a, a wall around it that uh, has a running track on top with a giant swoosh and, you know, skyscrapers in the middle. And it's, uh, yeah, it's a pretty big complex. And they, they actually um, fund an animation studio 
on a couple miles from my house too, where Phil Knight, the CEO's son is actually the CEO of that. They did um, like Paranorman and Coraline. And um, I don't know if you've seen any of those Kubo yeah. and the, yeah, yeah. They actually make those. Uh, that's all funded with Nike money. Yeah. My eight year old makes me watch that stuff. The eight year old and the 15 year old. Okay. So you're married. Yeah. Married. How many uh, kids? Uh, two. Two yeah. kids. Mm -hmm. Names and uh, ages. If you know, we can beep it out if you, if you don't want, you know, cause there's, there's dozens of people that listen to this and you're probably going to get flooded with at least three pieces of fan mail. Yeah. So I have a, my, my son's in college right now. Um, I have a daughter in uh, middle school. So, um, and my, uh, yeah, it's, um, been married, what, 18 years now and worked at the same place up here. Um, worked, lived in Portland 17 and worked for my current job about 18, uh, work in printing. Okay. Are you a Blazers fan? Yeah, I like the Blazers. They're, they're terrible this year, but, um, like the Blazers. I like the Timbers actually too. Okay. Yeah. Hoping baseball comes to Portland. I know there's a push for that. They have some former Nike executives and uh, Russell Wilson uh, is actually one of the people involved with uh, MLB and PDX. So I'm um, hoping that they're trying to get the A's. Not sure if that's going to work out, but I'd be excited to be able to go to Royals games again up here. We're, we're still not very, we're, we're back to not being good. I don't, I don't know, you know, how, how much with Kansas city sports, but like the chiefs are good now and the, the Royals are not so good right now. Um, we were good for a, a few years, a couple of years, but uh, not, not so much now, but now before we were talking, Ryan was telling me that uh, uh, he sees a lot of chiefs gear. Is it, are, are they one fives, a lot of 15s running around? Yes. Um, and, and it's funny, we were talking about this earlier. I, because the chiefs are so good right now, I don't know if it's actually people from Kansas city or it's just people jumping on the bandwagon. Uh, if I see Royals gear up here right now, they're probably from Kansas city. Makes sense. Uh, yeah. A few years ago. No, you saw tons of it, but, um, not really so much anymore. Right. Um, it's nice now though, cause I can actually catch chiefs games because they are good that they'll show them in this market which the, the game last Sunday was amazing. I, I couldn't even believe <laughs> the end of it. Yeah. Um, so my heart rate still, I don't know if it's really settled back down from, uh, from, from that. It was, uh, it was, it was intense would be the, uh, the way to do it, the way to say it, you know, and I don't know if like being away. So, so I guess it's, it's a better question for you, like being away from Kansas city. So, so long kind of what do you keep an eye on what's going on here or kind of what's your kind of I, how do you keep up i was better about keeping up a few years ago so my my mom and brother now both live in phoenix so just uh you know mom retired and was over the cold and decided to move down there my my brother now lives down there too so i'm not as up on current kansas city stuff as i was um we actually road tripped back there because my wife's folks still live back there a few years ago and that's a that's an amazing way to see the west um yeah. driving through all and uh we actually were going to go through nebraska and they had uh tornado warnings that day and i was like i'll be damned if i'm getting out in the middle of nebraska and nowhere to go <laughs> with that tornado. Yeah. 
<laughs> looking for a ditch and there's none to be found. Um, yeah. So the thing, like the city gets lit up in red this time of year and like it, it's grown obviously as you know, I don't, I don't know how much you, you kind of see, but you know, I, I, a couple of years ago, I took my dad down to uh, the war memorial, you know, and you can kind of look, it's, it's up on a hill. So you look over into downtown and everything. And, you know, he was just commenting about how the city has, has grown, um, you know, and it's, it's one of those things where like, if you come back, you'd be like, wow, that that's, you know, it, it's, it's insane. So, so you, you were back a couple of years ago. How often, yeah. how often do you make it back? And it seems like a couple of years ago, it's more like probably five or six at this point, but yeah, I haven't been back for a while. I know they built that, you know, since I was there, like the power and light district a few years ago. And because yeah. I work, when I worked at the pitch, it was on 17th and main. And, you know, after four o'clock in the afternoon, it was, you know, it was crickets downtown, like nothing happened down there. Everybody went home, got on the highway, went out to the suburbs. And it seemed, my, my feeling is, and I could be wrong, that there's a lot more happening downtown now in Kansas City that, uh, you know, than there was before. So, yeah, there's I, a ton going on. And Main Street is, uh, they've got the streetcar. So, the streetcar mm -hmm. runs up, right up and down Main Street. So, like, drivers just avoid Main, Main Street. So, it's, it, it's kind of like big city ish on Main Street with people like walking there's a lot more, I guess, foot traffic down there, well, I, which is a thing that wouldn't have happened, you know, 15 years ago, if, to your point, if you were there past five o'clock, you, you stood a pretty good chance of getting robbed if you were right walking around downtown. Yeah. I actually, one time on my way to work, like some people, and this was a totally ridiculous thing to do is, you know, it's probably 10 degrees outside stopped and a couple one they need, said they needed a ride and I you know and, and they ended up being a very nice couple like I, I gave them a ride like all the way to the you know courthouse I can't remember where the heck I was going but uh I think about it now and I'm like I never would let somebody in my car just stop at a stop sign and somebody needs a ride and just get so, in so you're not uber driving no yeah no. <laughs> it's kind well, of you know, yeah. a little bit because you have you know you know who you're picking up and there's a little more like digital record of what's happening but yeah at that time you know there's nothing no cell phones and yeah yeah so tell me what's the main differences between like portland and uh, uh kansas city just so portland's me. interesting it's nice to see kansas city kind of um building up downtown portland has what they call a agricultural boundary where they approve the city expanding into it every few <laughs> but they um it, it actually has to be you're right <laughs> it, it actually has to be farmland unless they approve expanding the city and and they just opened it up so it's growing a little bit beaverton's building probably thirteen thousand, i think they said new houses out here that used was farmland for years but it keeps the core of the city because they can't build out a lot more vibrant so Portland has a pretty big streetcar, um, goes all the way from one side of the city, um, Hillsboro, which far west or you know, suburbs of Portland, to Gresham, which is over toward Mount Hood on the eastern side of the city. Uh, they're looking to build south. And that's one thing that I noticed was different is there's always something going on downtown. Um, the pandemic has really, uh, you know, we're, we're 
talking about this before you started recording too, is uh, the, the, what Portland's really struggling with right now is uh, kind of a big housing crisis. Uh, a lot of people, you know, whether it's losing their jobs or substance abuse or um, there's a lot of tents all over everywhere. And the city's really working to try to build more shelter and clean that up. And um, a lot more graffiti, you know, things like that, that I didn't see as much before um shootings have been a big thing in portland too i mean it's not anything like some of the bigger cities but it's definitely increased in the last uh couple of years so i don't think the you know just like everywhere the pandemic's been kind to the city but it, it, it'll definitely bounce back it's so, beautiful living here what yeah tell me about the weather like do, like so we get these massive swings right well obviously all four all four seasons um you know, sometimes we get all four in a week. You never know here. Like uh, it could be minus three and then three days later it's 75. And then it's, you know, a couple of days later it's in the forties and it's raining and then you got snow the next day. That's you guys kind of stay consistent since you're so close to the, so close to the Pacific or do you get, do you get swings too? And no, it's, it's pretty on the Western side of the state, um, Mount hood all the way to the ocean. It's the, really it rains a lot. So the spigot really turns on in October. And, you know, what they say here is it, uh, it'll rain through July 5th. And so this week, actually, right before I came in, had been out in the yard doing, uh, yard work all morning. Cause it was, it was like the one sunny day in the winter that I had to, uh, you know, kind of trim some branches and take care of things. Cause otherwise it just, um, if you don't like gloomy weather, um, Oregon isn't, uh, or Washington for that matter is not going to be a place for you. I think, I think a lot of people get, um, seasonal depression. I'm used to it and I like it now. Summers are beautiful. So if they did bring baseball to the city, um, yeah, it doesn't rain all summer, generally 85, maybe 90 degrees. This summer was insane. Uh, we got up to one day I looked at the, uh, thermometer in my car and it said 118. Ooh. Yeah, it was like, a, and I think officially 116 in the city. You had 100 people die in the Portland area because only half the houses have uh, central air. Like my house doesn't have, it's 20 years old and doesn't have central air. It's all window units because it never used to get that hot here. And it's so, you know, I've started considering putting that in now. It's yeah. like a couple more, you know, any more forest fires around here, and um, which has been an issue lately too. A lot of smoke in the area um, forest fires, the hot temperatures. So definitely different than it was even 15 years ago, but, um, you know, we'll see, maybe it's just an anomaly or, you know, so I'm curious to see how next summer is going to go. Did I ever tell you about the time that I was in Portland and I almost got arrested? No. You know what I tried to do? What was that? I tried to fill up my own car. Yes. <laughs> they, uh, I like that. So, so I heard the other day and I was kind of bummed about it, that there's a bill that um, they may let allow people to pump their own gas. So during the pandemic, they changed it after nine o'clock in the rural areas, you can pump your own gas. You know what the official reason is for not. No. Well, my sister moved to uh, my sister moved to Philly, which is right at, just right across the bridge from uh, New Jersey. And New Jersey also has that, that same law. And so we kind of, we looked it up. Um, but uh, tell me, tell us about it. Yes. Yeah, so it, um, they, one of the things they said was you can slip and fall. It was a safety issue. <laughs> <laughs> they were listing it on the news. It, officially, I think it's a, um, or 
in unofficially, I think it's a jobs bill. I think it's so, you know, just to give people work. But the claim is during the pandemic, they had a hard time hiring. And I know at my job, so I, I do, um, I'm an operations manager for um, a printing division of a pulp and paper company. And it's been, um, it's been really interesting just trying to hire and, you know, with a, you guys had a thing on the, you know, great resignation where people just yeah. leaving. Um, so they're saying that they're having a hard time hiring for these positions. So that's why there's a bill right now. They said they're not going to take away the um, people pumping the gas for you, but they may allow you to pump your own gas too. I have a feeling once that starts, everybody's going to be pumping their own. I like sitting in my car. It's like full service without having to pay for it. But yeah. <laughs> that's one of the weird, like quirky organ things. Another thing that I thought was super cool is there's no sales tax here. Like if it's $5, it's $5. So, okay, so, I, so do, do you pay like your, are your property, like are your property taxes higher or how do they, how do they fund that? Or is it there a lot of tourism or how do they get around that? So, so property taxes are higher. Um, also, you don't get a property tax bill on your car. They roll it into the gas prices. So you pay, so the gas prices are higher in Oregon. than Sometimes I'll go to Kentucky for work and I'll be shocked because it'll be like, you know, 390 here, but 245 in Kentucky. And I'm like, man, that's, that's amazing. But then I remember that I don't get that bill at the end of the year on my car either. So all right, you I'm going to put you on the spot. All right. I paid $2.90 for gas a gallon yesterday. Mm -hmm. what, uh, what, what's gas there today? I paid $3.95 uh, okay. a couple weeks ago. Uh, the gas station by my house is $4.15. So uh, a full, full dollar. Um, yeah. Oh, California would be $4.70 or $4.80. Like they're, they're generally... 80 cents to a dollar higher than here. And so, what about a, uh, what about like housing? I think we talked uh, about housings. It's, it's gone, year, but... it's gone up a lot. Um, you know, and there's, there's a lot of people that maybe they purchased their house, you know, tail end of the recession eight years ago. And some of the houses have probably doubled in price in the last, um, you know, 10 years, 12 years. Are, it, they built, are they built kind of like here where you've got like a, a yard and stuff like that? Or is that, oh, that going to cost you extra? They're pretty on top of each other and the, they're building pretty big ones, but you can actually touch the house next, like stand and put your hand on one house and then touch the house next to you with your other hand. And they're that close together. You don't really get a yard. Um, but again, it's like that, uh, uh, agricultural boundary um, that's so they pack the houses in as much as they can and they've just passed a law now where you can't build a new house in the center of the lot if you have a big lot it's actually got to be at the corner of the lot so in the future you can pack in more houses in that area so if if you have a house where they've just bought some land and it's been vacant instead of sitting right in the middle it'll be off to the you know oddly off to the left hand side or right hand side just in case they want to fill in with more houses later. So everything, the housing, they're building tall and pretty big housing packed in really tight. Um, generally pretty expensive. A lot of uh, condos going up to try to fit in. Intel's a pretty good presence or it has a huge presence out yeah. here too. 
like 22,000 workers. I think they said the other day, um, you have Nike, um, trying to think of some Columbia sportswear based out of here. What, uh, like, do you know what, I don't know, just randomly, do you know what, like, a I don't know, a sixth grade teacher with maybe 10, 15 years experience might pull in and what kind of housing they could maybe have that's, I don't know, their wife kind of works for a bank, maybe did doing some underwriting and any, any thoughts on, you know, something like that, how much, how much that person might need to, to live I think, there. I think that individual might be all right. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm just, just asking, just asking. <laughs> Not, not anybody in particular, but, you know, I mean, Matt wanted to move. Um, hypothetical, of course. Yeah, hypothetical, you know, and that's why you're on today. You know, we want to hear about Portland. We want to hear about how great it is. You know, maybe Matt wants to move there. Um, I, yeah. I I actually like Portland a lot. Um, see, Matt? Oh, go ahead. Uh, say, see, Matt, Ryan likes Portland. I'm just... I think Matt would like how people tend to vote in the Portland area not Eastern Oregon. <laughs> you know, funny story. I actually, uh, when I moved to Yuma, I, I was, a uh, um, you know, registered, you know, Matt would be happy registered Democrat now, but I was actually a, a green party member at the time. And I was the Yuma County chair for the green party with all 25 members. <laughs> and that is, that's impressive. That's impressive. So, so when you went to Portland, the Green Party, those 25s decided to stay. They didn't yeah. have to be the chair up in uh, up in Portland. Yeah, I decided to go ahead and register with the big party and just fall into the big uh, umbrella so I could actually vote in the primaries. It is um it is vote by mail here, which I know vote by mail is like a big controversy everywhere, but it's completely you don't go in and vote at the ballot box here. It's completely vote by mail. It's pretty awesome because you can sit in your couch. They send a pamphlet. You can actually read about some of these judges or, um, you know, what have you that you wouldn't normally know about. And, and I'll I actually try to be a good citizen and like sit and Google, you know, what has this person done? You know, what are they? Sometimes I can't find anything about it. So I'll just leave it blank. But um, I think vote by mail is great. It increases the so they auto register you when you fill, or sign up for a driver's license. Uh, vote by mail. Um, trying to think of anything else that's, you know, kind of different about here. But no, I, I guess the voting turnout's pretty high here because of that. Is it? Uh, do you have to actually pay for your own stamp, or is that stamp just already covered? Um, no, you used to have to pay for your own stamp. That that's a good question. But this last year, they they're actually covering it. Yeah. Thanks, Biden. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was a thing, though, uh, I noticed during the um, pandemic, it was a whole controversy because uh, the post office was actually pulling some mailboxes from Portland <laughs> and everybody, uh, everybody got all up in arms um, because they were removing mailboxes and, you know, they were trying to limit their vote. And um, Portland's funny because you're, you're just as likely to see a parade as a protest because I've been downtown before and there'll be just random parade that'll pop up with somebody on a, one of those big, tall, like, penny farthing bikes <laughs> you know they'll just go through or, or you know you could uh you could be downtown and there's going to be uh you know somebody wanting to burn a dumpster because they're mad about something outside the justice department so it's a it's definitely an interesting place um what's the, what are the parades for any any idea or is there like they're just random yeah 
one guy, uh, one time we were eating, when we first moved here, like eating lunch in a park and some guy in like a steampunk outfit walked up and started cracking a bull whip in the park. And <laughs> like, <laughs> he was probably protesting that he couldn't pump his own gas. That was probably yeah. his, his thing or that he, uh, he probably got let go from Nike and yeah. was, was upset about that and was wearing Reeboks or something. Yeah. So I think, um, yeah, and I know a lot of native Oregonians are um, excited about wanting to pump their own gas. So it's like a big deal to them. I'm, I Since I have pumped my own gas, I'm like, no, man, I just want to sit in my car. Now, here's the thing that's kind of annoying about that, though. So so there's still you still have to wear a mask indoors, like everywhere in Oregon. And we have for months. We got like one month off. But since uh, so July to August, I think they stopped wearing masks when Biden said, you know, you're vaccinated and took his mask off and you're free. And no, we're not. So then the governor uh, put the mandate back on. So um, like anytime you go into a business, you have to wear a mask. And even for a while, it was drive throughs and gas stations. So I'd be getting ready to put on my mask and the attendant comes up and, you know, and they're right in your window. You know, what do you need? And um, before I had a chance to turn off my car and put on my mask, they're trying to open my gas tank. Like, open it, open it. Like, no, let me let me turn off my car first. You know, like, turn off my car and put on my mask and roll down my window. And so the one thing that that's uh, I, I would be happy not to have to deal with that anymore. Just but otherwise, it's um, you know I don't mind somebody pumping my gas for me. Yeah, well, and at least on the masks. So, so here it's county by county, city by city. Mm -hmm. So business by business, um, even today. So they, they kind of took away the, the mask mandate. Yeah. And it was, it was always kind of a tough thing for me when I was owning, when I had my business, because I, I wasn't in the business of getting into an argument with somebody about whether they needed to wear it or not. You know, right. so, look, I just want you to wear, you know what, just give me your money for your smoothie. Here's your blended fruit. Be gone. You know, like I, I don't want to get to a, a conversation with you, but one of the things when there was a mask mandate and the five counties that make up Kansas city had all agreed on it was at least you knew what the playing field was, you know? And so you go into business a and you've got to wear it, or at least you had it, you know, now it's like, I'll, I'll randomly show up somewhere and like, Hey man, you got to have a mask to come in here. It's like, oh, uh, do you have one? Like, yeah. no, man. You know, it's like, okay, well, I guess I can't, I guess I'm going somewhere else. Cause I, you know, it's, so at least, at least there's the, the consistency. Um, right. You have to do it. And um, yeah. Actually, so. Cause I don't mind wearing the mask and especially when things were getting, um, you know, getting kind of bad and the organ, had pulled a lot of, cause they didn't think they needed it, had pulled a lot of their um, hospital beds, um, just reduced the amount of emergency rooms uh, availability. So when this surge hit, it would fill up the hospitals. And so they were you know, begging people, there's PSAs on the TV all the time to wear your mask and why it's important. And I didn't mind wearing my mask and I continued to do it even when people were starting to take it off. But it got to the point where 75% of the people in the store weren't wearing them. And I'm like the one guy with it on. And then you start feeling awkward. Yeah. Yeah. And so I kind of like that everybody, but you do have people that are just like, you know, hell no, I'm not wearing that. And they'll go walk into a grocery store. And I'm sure the grocery store people know 
they're, they're like, yeah, I'm not, if somebody's in there walking around without their mask, they're ready for a, a battle. Yeah. And a lot of, you know, somebody's 16, 17 working at a grocery store, they're, uh, they're not going to want to deal with that. And I, <laughs> so and that, that was the exact, that was my exact same attitude was like, listen, I, you know, and I, I would tell the health department people this too. I'm like, listen, I have 18, 19, 20, 20 up to, you know, 23 year olds working here. They're not getting paid enough to, and I'm as the owner of this business, not getting paid enough to argue with some 45 year old dude about whether he should or shouldn't wear a mask. We've got yeah. your signs up. If they want to comply, they comply, but, but I'm not going to be the, uh, I'm not serving you guy because right. I wanted their money. <laughs> yeah. I, a lot generally people are pretty good around here because they don't want to, um, now when I traveled to Kentucky for work, um, even when they had the mask mandate, like nobody was wearing them. Um, so it, it was a little bit of a, um, kind of a different, different experience for me out there. You go into a restaurant, like people would just, they, it wasn't even take them off at the table. It was, you know, just a whole group of people without them on. And I think the restaurants were just like, yeah, we're not, we're not going to deal with this. Yeah. Cause that's the thing they put down these mandates, but they don't really give any enforcement for the businesses that have to, you know, or figure out a way for them to enforce it. If somebody wants to get, you know, belligerent or upset about it or um, prove a point, what are you supposed to do? Yeah. I actually talked to the police chief in our, in our city about it. And he's like, we're not doing anything on enforcing it. That, that's how they are here too. So, I mean, I mean, it would be one of those things to where it's like, okay, if you guys aren't, if you're not going to ticket people or arrest people or whatever for this, um, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, possibly getting into an altercation. Yeah. About it, you know, like, and I, I've told this story before. I, I had both sides of it. I had a lady that told me that, uh, well, you claim to be a Christian, so you should make people wear masks because you shouldn't be afraid of dying. So, you know, which is kind of like, look, if I wanted to get across I-70, I would not walk across I-70. I'd, <laughs> I'd go ahead and get in my car and drive around. And then I had the lady that told me that I was, um, because I wasn't making people wear masks, that I was trying to kill her grandma. And it's like, I, I just, I just want to sell a smoothie. Just can you give me your $10, take this drink and, and leave? <laughs> like, like I, I don't, you know, con- congratulations on a new endeavor, by the thanks, way. Man. Yeah. I don't envy having to try to, you know, navigate owning your own business. And, you know, it, it, it's hard enough to try to keep up with the budget and everything like in a, the corporate world where you're not running the business, let alone everything falls on you. Yeah. So man, how did the, how things change for you for work? So you travel a lot. Um, um, pretty much been cut out. So I'm very, very used to, uh, you know, doing lots of meetings uh, via, you know, just digital. And I don't know, you know, when this all, you know, whether it ends or not. Um, I don't know if that's going to change. Um, a lot of times I would go around and just, um, you know, visit customers, go to printing presses, make sure everything was running okay on there. And it may be that a lot of it's just done, um, you know, through the computer now, it definitely is more cost effective, you know, versus buy and, you know, be away from home and everything like that. So I I don't mind traveling, you know, once in a while, I I, doing it a lot, you know, gets, uh, definitely gets old. You know, there's been times where, you know, been gone like three weeks at a time and (laughs) yeah, that's, that's, 
Well, and I think that, uh, I think I, I was talking to a guy a few days ago and he's like, yeah, you know, after your, your first hundred trips are fun, but then after that, you know, I, I try to check out, um, different sites when I'm places I go to a lot and a lot of times I'm boring and just go back to the hotel room. Other places, if I don't travel to them as much, you know, I thought about because I go into San Jose quite a bit. I've seen like the Winchester Mansion. I don't know if you've heard of that. With mm. the so the um, Winchester's wife, when he passed away, started um, thinking that the ghost of everybody that had been killed by the guns were out to haunt her. And so she had this elaborate mansion built in the San Jose area with like 127 rooms with staircases that go off to nowhere to trick the ghost. And it, so it's just like, they keep it up and I guess you can tour this, but um, yeah, it's just like rooms that don't go anywhere. You know, you open the door and it just drops off. And it, so I always wanted to kind of check out that, uh, you know, it's kind of odd, you know, Monterey, um, if you go down to that area, it has like the aquarium. And um, I went to uh, Philadelphia, actually, we were talking about that a couple of times and I went to the whole Independence Hall um, you know, check out the Liberty Bell and things like that. So it's, that's kind of fun to do, but if, if you travel somewhere, you know, it's several times it's you know, like, okay, I've seen that. Yeah. That was very, you, you do a lot like what I would do. I would go to a city and the last thing I wanted to do was go sit in the hotel room. Uh, yeah. so, you know, I, I'd spend, spend some time like in Washington, DC, I would go down to the national mall and just hang out, run around, you know, and just do stuff there every city that I went in, it's Philadelphia, go to the Liberty Bell, you know, you, you try to, you try to find something to do at night. Otherwise, you know, it's kind of a depressing life where you're like, I'm um, just sitting in here eating room service. Um, so I, I would do the same thing. Now, I also would have some stinkers in there um, to where, uh, you know, you'd hit a city and you're like, all right, I got it. You know what? I just got to get home as quick as like, possible here. Like what do I do in Canton. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I don't know what to do here. I guess I'll go to Steak and Shake. Yeah. Did you say Canton? Canton. They have the football hall thing Ohio, there. Ohio, yeah. Yeah, pro football. Because I, I had a project in Akron. We actually drove down to Canton just to go to the – Yeah. yeah. Once, you're, once you're done with the pro football hall of fame, you, you pretty much – you, you don't have it. much else to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we actually, my wife and I one time drove all the way from Kansas City to uh, Sandusky to go ride the top thrill dragster. At the time, it was like the tallest and fastest yeah. roller coaster. So we went up there, rode that, drove back. Just It's kind of fun sometimes, just like we did from here, just go road trip somewhere. Um, Oregon's kind of nice, though, that, you know, you have the beach on one side. You can go to the mountains. Or eastern Oregon's uh, pretty much desert out there once the, you know, all the trees are on this side of the state. So if, if I want to see something different, yeah, I don't have to drive very far to go see kind of, you know, a, lot, a range of scenery. So Eastern Oregon, that's where Matt would not want to go. Would yeah. not. That's where Ammon Bundy hangs out. Okay. Remember all her refuge thing when they took over the right. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Oregon. So okay. you, you get a or two. So stay away from Eastern Oregon, Matt. Yeah, that is not a friendly place. Yeah, Western Oregon is where 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 he needs to be. Yeah, Portland area. Um, some of the little towns, you know, in Southern Oregon, uh, you know, they tried to form their own state one time because uh, they were mad at the government, and they so there's still state of Jefferson radio down mm -hmm. there. 
so that that was a whole big thing for a while um so portland metro seattle you're good there this pretty good music scene like would fish come there uh fish would probably love portland yeah Yeah. there's there's an excellent music scene here um i used to go to more shows um i'm i'm getting old now i kind of feel like the old guy that (laughs) yeah uh, but you know we'll still go to some well you were talking about kansas city having power and light uh Mm -hmm. you know outside of being down there for like you know the big 12 tournament or you know something so we have the sprint center now that's the the arena it's an eighteen thousand uh seat arena you know big is it still called is sprint still exist or is it sorry sorry okay thanks t-mobile arena yeah i wasn't sure that that actually was a legit question i was like i sprint out here anymore so bro i still call it sandstone like (laughs) (laughs) i'm not (laughs) i'm pretty sure it's like verizon amphitheater or something you know it might be like some healthcare amphitheater i'm just like it'll always be sandstone to me right uh well that's like with the timbers player where the blazers play out here it's had like 50 different names it's it's all some company that you know, it's like gelled Winfield now, but it was Providence Park, you know, or I don't know, in reverse. But yeah, it's always whatever the company of the day is that takes over. So I, I can't ever keep up with it. Yeah, it will always be the Rose Garden. For the- uh, yeah, the Moda Center now, actually. Yeah. Is it is it the same Rose Garden, just renamed? Uh, yeah. Or is it- yeah, just different name. It's Moda yeah. Health. Look it over. So yeah, that's yeah, another so- one. So Arrowhead is uh, G-E-H-A field at Arrowhead Stadium now. Uh, oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's got to have, because like our, our Bronco fan Dave in Vesco field at Mile High Stadium. It's like, does it, why do we have to do this? Like, Yeah. But, right. Uh, that's why the NFL's got the uh, seventh, seventh wildcard team, right? Because you, you don't get paid for buys. You mm-hmm. don't get you get paid when you put games on TV. So, um, well, man, what's your brother up to? How's he doing? He actually works for the Arizona department of transportation down there. So he's, he's loving it right now because he can work remotely. So, um, so the pandemic actually, uh, you know, it's been nice for him. So he just works from home and I'm not sure what he does for him, but he, uh, yeah, he's he's liking it down there. He, he Arizona uh, transportation, the the roads safe for yep. for the Green yep. Party to get from Yuma. To- <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's I used to drive on um, uh, reservation land to get because it was like a shortcut to get from Yuma to Phoenix, and I almost got caught in a so Arizona. It might rain in the northern part of the state, and these rivers that are not rivers ninety percent of the time will suddenly fill up and become rivers. And I almost got caught in one one time because in this particular land, the road was just kind of uh, no bridges. It was just followed the contour of the, the desert and water started piling up. And I was like, oh, crap, you know? So I made it, but uh, I was, I took the long way after that, like every single time. So I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to get a, uh, they yeah. call it informally like dead cow highway. Cause you'll see all these like deflated, cows just <laughs> randomly out in the desert and you know washes that fill up and it's like yeah i'm gonna i'll take the roundabout highway away from now on and but it's um yeah it's starkly different landscape than anything i was used to we um we learned quickly to carry water 
with us at all times. You get, you get out in the middle of the desert and you get stalled, which we had before. Um, and you don't have any water, you're out of luck. And it might be quite a while before somebody comes by to help you, or you may not have cell phone service. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Different world. It is. Yeah. And we used to drive down to um, Mexico quite a bit though. And, um, you know, I, when I was in Yuma, I didn't have cable. So I would, uh, we'd have like three or four channels and like a couple of them would be in Spanish. So we would watch, uh, like telenovelas and <laughs> try to learn what they were saying and figure out the plot. I, it, I actually got better. So we, we would drive into Mexico and, um, I, I'd be nervous, but I could get gas and you follow the road signs and we'd go camping down at the, by the Sea of Cortez in Baja. And it was a, it was fun. Yeah. Was, I like it up here, but I think just, I don't know. That's it's, it's seasons up here. No seasons down there. It's just sunny and hot all the time. Yeah. So what's your wife do? Tell me a little bit about her. Um, she, we, we met in college and, um, she, she, um, just, you know, manages the household and okay. yeah. Keeps you in line, which is not a, not an easy task. Yeah, no, she's, she's pretty amazing. Um, you know, we've, uh, we've actually been together 20 years now and, um, God, no, I'm 22 now married 18. So we got married right before we moved to Yuma. So we got married, went to, uh, Amsterdam because we already had that planned and uh I had uh got laid off from my newspaper job uh ended up getting the job in Yuma so immediately after getting back we packed up the truck and uh drove Yuma went to live there got a truck got stalled in Tucumcari New Mexico on a Sunday so we finally got a hold of um somebody to get us another truck but instead of a 26 foot truck they gave us a 14 foot truck. So I had to leave all my living room furniture on the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> and so got to Yuma without my living room furniture and had to rebuy that when we were there and um, lived in a micro hotel for three weeks. Cause we didn't have a house yet. They were just building our house. And so we were all excited about having a um, new build out there. But realized when they build out in the desert that it actually stirs up um, nasty things like uh, you know, black widows and scorpions. So I would find little scorpions on my wall and in my garage. And, and apparently they glow in, with a black light. So I got a black light and I would go around and find them and have to kill. It's like check your shoes, check under your sheets for scorpions. Like it, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was interesting. <laughs> Like I'm from the Midwest, man. We got skeeters here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's funny is um out west here, nobody's seen a firefly unless they come from the Midwest. They don't have fireflies out here. So um like my kids, um, like my son doesn't really remember them, and my daughter's never seen one. So um that's yeah, that's something that's uh, or uh cicadas. So sometimes we're watching shows on TV, you know, maybe it's like a you know, house hunters or whatever that takes place in Kansas city. And you can hear the cicadas outside. And my daughter's like, well, what is that? And I'm like, it's cicada. Like you just, you don't hear them here. And that was like a normal summertime noise back there that, you know, I've just kind of, uh, I hear it now, but living back there, I just tune it out. 
Yeah, it's funny how your your scenery changes, mm-hmm. the things you hear, and you're like, "What do you mean you don't know?" The, oh, yeah, like so. My youngest daughter, uh, we used to joke that there was a time she was born in 2014. We're like, she doesn't know a world where the Royals haven't gone to the World Series. Yeah, <laughs> like these uh, beforehand. <laughs> yeah, like these. Uh, my my buddy John's got these kids that are uh, you know they're like 15, 12, and and eight, and it's like these kids don't know what like being a chiefs fan, like they just know the chiefs are good. Like yeah. they don't know the struggle. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you the know. Sa- same thing with my kids. Like there's some stuff that it's like, um, you know, wait a minute. Like this is what we did. Yeah. Like, we actually got up to turn the, the channel. My uh, my grandfather I was talking about this the other day. Um, had a remote, but it wasn't really a remote. It just had a cord going all the way to the TV, and he would call it the clicker, and it would just slide up and down. Change. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen anything like that, but I was telling my kids about that. Yeah, it, that where it's not even like a real remote. It just you yeah. slide the thing down and it changes the channel, and it's <laughs> it's just a, yeah, a different world that they. You know, it's, I can't imagine. Uh, you know, going to school nowadays with, uh, you know, and like everybody having a cell phone. So if you drop your book, you know, like, um, I, I remember once it was probably my algebra books. Of course. <laughs> of course. Uh, I mean, you probably are still carrying that algebra two book around because, you know, we were good students and, uh, was it Mr. Fry? Was that his name? I was trying to remember. Four. Four. Like, That's right. Don four. I was thinking about that the other day. I dropped my book. Somebody kicks it through the stairs, goes all the way down. I was just like, oh, God. So, but, but I can't imagine a time, like, I remember that. But nowadays, like, everybody would have their cell phones out, like, recording, you know, somebody fell over or slipped on the ice. Or I'm just like, God, like, not the like, school's stressful enough, let alone, like, having everybody record every oh, single yeah. thing. Like, I just can't even imagine. No, he, uh, well, and the same thing, man. Like, there's a lot of stuff that we did that we probably don't want you didn't want documented either, you know, yeah. I mean, such an awkward time in your life. And like, everybody's right. got a camera. Well, yeah. Like uh, things that you would say, or yeah, I, I, you know, I just, yeah, I don't envy the kids now. And, and especially during the pandemic, you know, it's gotta be hard for them too, or they, they didn't go to school for, and actually my, um, you know, some of the schools around here uh, recently went back to remote for like a week or two. And then now that I think all of them are back in the Beaverton area. So the kids are still kind of experiencing that. Um, that same, my same daughter, I was telling you about that was born in 14. So she didn't finish kindergarten. So we'll always hold that over her head. Uh, <laughs> and then like her entire first grade year, she wore a mask. Yeah. Now, so we're talking about like this adjustment for us, like for her, she didn't really know what school was without wearing a mask. Schools still wearing a mask, like all the schools there now, or because I know the ones here, they're all wearing a mask still. Of course, everybody is. They went away from it. And then a couple of weeks ago, they went back to it, regardless of vaccination status. I mean, we, with my oldest, she's my oldest is a freshman at Truman. um, Oh, okay. And uh, we were getting emails every day. It's almost like, hey, is the principal's email like it, it, it was, you know, a form email? Uh, we're writing because your student was exposed to a kid with that's tested positive yep. or your kid, your kid was, 
it's better than last year where my daughter had uh, two quarantines because she was a close contact. Meaning that like basically they would have the kids sit like the number five on a dice. And so the kid that had it was the middle of the, the middle of the dice and the other four round had to, were, were out of school. So, yeah. you know, I mean, it was just kind of like the luck of where you were sitting determined how many times you were, you were sent home. Yeah. So they're not doing that this year, thankfully, but you know, like, uh, not to not to get all political on some things, but we're we're all as vaccinated as we can be, right? Um, yeah, which, we are. Yeah, I had a conversation with a buddy that. Um, so we're we're going to Hawaii for so Karen and I will celebrate twenty years of marriage in June. My parents will be fifty, and um, so we we tried to have a, a big family event, and one of our family members is anti-vax. And, uh, it, look, I'm neither here nor there. That's that person's prerogative. I, you know, I, I, I just told him, I said, look, and we don't have an uncle Rick, but I was just using this as an example. I said, right. I, I got my medical advice from my doctor and we spoke about it and we decided that this would be the best move for me. Now you can talk to your doctor or you can listen to uncle Rick on Facebook as far as where you're going to get your medical advice, but I'll, I'll just go ahead and take mine from here. Mm-hmm. And so we all talked to our doctors, talked to the girls, doctors decided that we would do these, that we would get it, you know, cause I mean, I am vaccinated against measles and you know, all the other stuff that right. you have to get to go to, to go to school. So, um, but you have to, to go to Hawaii, you have to have it. Yep. Um, and it, you know, the thing is, there's so many vaccination, different vaccinations that schools um, require that I, I think the big deal with this one, it's just turned into such a political thing because that, you know, schools require all sorts of vaccinations anyway, you know, besides this. So I, ne- I couldn't figure out like why this one is turned into such a thing other than it just gets talked about all the time, but at the same time, you know, and it's just like with politics or anything, I, I figured out at this point in my life, I can talk all day and, ex- you know, say what I think in the end, you know, it's that that's the good thing about this country. I guess we can all have our different opinions and I'm not going to change anybody's opinion. They're probably not, they might change mine. I doubt it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so I- I'm sorry that you didn't get the full political talk on this, on this podcast. Cause you know, that's Matt's department. Um, yeah. he had to go and get himself suspended. Um, but, uh, yeah, so sorry, sorry for not dragging you into a, uh, into a political discussion to where, you know, generally it's like, I've just never walked away from one of those going, man, that was a great conversation. And I really, yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed, uh, man, I, I really enjoyed that. It just made me tired now. <laughs> yeah. 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 So what times it get dark out there, man? Uh, like four thirty. Yeah, this time of year it's like four, you know, four fifteen, four thirty. Uh, starting to get there now. We're we're just further north, but summertime it stays light till probably about ten o'clock at night. And they're trying to change um, where we don't have to change our clocks anymore. It would be on permanent daylight savings, but you have to have congressional approval for that. 
So Washington, California, and Oregon all banded together to try to, you know, make that consistent. So we'd basically be on mountain time all the time, just like uh, Arizona. But um, I guess if they voted to all go to standard time, they wouldn't need congressional approval. But because they want to go to daylight savings, they do. And just Congress really isn't moving on it. So we're just kind of stuck in that limbo. But I, I'd be good with not having to change my clocks. I think all we can the, all agree on that. Like, I don't even think that's really a Republican or Democrat thing. Like, the, the daylight savings got to go. It's got to go. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even care. I'm like, go back to standard then. Like, it doesn't have to be daylight savings. I mean, what? It gets uh, gets dark in the summer at nine instead of 10. Like, who cares? What, what's their rationale for? I, I don't know. I guess people like the more light. I, I got a projector a couple of years ago, and we wanted to show movies, like, on the side of the house in yeah. the backyard. I was talking, talking about that with my wife. I'm like, you know, if they just go to standard time, we, we could actually view movies like earlier in the night instead of, you know, 10 o'clock. It's like by the time it's totally dark enough to see it, it's you know, 10, 30, 11 anyway. So I'm like, what's the point now? So, um, yeah, I'm kind going of to the twin, going to the twin drive-in, man. You see that first movie and then you fall asleep. Yeah. Like I, I'm, I can't stay up like I used to. <laughs> Well, yeah, we, we were talking about that for, you know, this Hawaii trip that we're taking and my father-in-law worked nights all, you know, until he, until he retired, but he's still kind of on that. Like, like if we need him somewhere before, I don't know, 10 or 11 in the morning, we kind of have to wake him up, you know, get, get in touch or something like that. I was just like, man, Papa's going to be like prime for Hawaii. Like he's, he's going to be ready to roll. I did that for like a year. Uh, right when I got out of college, I worked, uh, it was God, like three in the afternoon to uh, like two in the morning or I can't remember exactly what, it, you know, some weird shift like yeah. that. I was getting off like at five in the morning and seeing the people head to work. And it just puts your life at such a reverse of everybody else that um, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I think it'd be tough now to go back to working like a all night shift. Yeah. I mean, I had the same, the same thing when I, uh, when I got out, we were doing software testing and we were doing it around the clock mm -hmm. and the way that they were going to do it is you would work, um, like 6am to 4pm, 4pm to 3am and you would switch off every week. And I was just like, I'll, I'll just sign up for that four to three every week and get, get some sort of consistency. But yeah, it was such a weird, you know, getting off the, like you say, getting off the, work at three, four in the morning. And then you're, you're driving home trying to sleep while the rest of the world's out, you know, mowers, weed eaters, leaf blowers, stuff like that. Yeah. It was. It cares that you're sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's when they're working. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, um, yeah, definitely. It'd be nice if we would go back to that, like switch to not have to change the clocks, but I, I don't see that ever happening. So that, you know, I read a funny thing, speaking of the game, because I know you're excited about that, I see your Chiefs gear on. And I had my Chiefs hat on when I was outside working in the yard today, so I'm, I'm pretty pumped for the game. I did see a funny stat, and I don't know if you've read that, that um, the Bengals, last time they were in the um, AFC playoff game, they actually changed, they were doing like a no huddle snap, and they were just like running through with quick plays, and they'd been playing that way all season. And the commissioner changed that rule where you had to slow down and huddle like an hour before the game really wow yeah yeah you should look up that it was an interesting story that uh and i guess the um 
the bills at that time were um, like faking injuries all the time and threatened to do it again. And so they had the, at the same time, they said, you know, no faked injuries because <laughs> I guess that was a thing too in the NFL. And, but uh, yeah, I thought that was kind of a. I do thing. remember that um, Boomer Esaias and they had, the, they called it the sugar huddle where they would huddle real close to the line of scrimmage. And then if the defensive players tried to, so it's probably what their response to what you're talking about is that, and if the defense tried to substitute, they'd, they'd get on the ball real quick and snap it. Um, yes. So they said that they, for whatever reason, it probably was something like that. They changed the rule like an hour before the game. And so they had to completely just scrap, you know, what they were doing at the last minute. And I, the article was talking about like how the Twitter verse would explode now if they just decided they were going to change a rule or something like an hour before <laughs> well, the, the interesting thing about the Twitter, a lot of the Twitter stuff I saw this week was that the NFL overtime rule is garbage and, you know, all this. Well, the that Chiefs, happened a couple years ago. Yeah, happened to the Chiefs. We tried to get the rule changed. Yeah. And the league voted, nah, we're good. So, right. so like, I woke up, I woke up Monday morning with zero guilt, like, mm-hmm. in, no guilt whatsoever on, on that, you know, I mean... So, well, hey, dude, as we, uh, as we start to wind down, man, I could talk to you for, for hours. We need to do this more often. It's, I'm embarrassed that it's taken so long to, uh, to catch up with you, man. Like, uh, man, like, like I was thinking about, you know, I was telling Kara, I was, I've been really excited about having this conversation because like, dude, we, we spent so much time together, man. We, we went, uh, like you were my first uh, vacation away from my parents. I don't know if yeah. you remember that. We went to Branson. I wrecked my car on the way back. Yeah, you wrecked that red. Uh, was it a, your red car? It was a, a Thunderbird. What was it? Yeah, I was thinking about that. Um, it's it's funny. I'm sure we've got a million stories that we can go over. Um, but yeah, I was got two miles from home, going around the corner, slid into the ditch. Then I I, I was so stunned that I kept my foot on the gas. The car jumped out of the ditch, went across the road and back into the other side. And my dad had to fix like two of my panels on my car. Yeah. So I ended, I drove around and like my car had a silver door on a red car for ever. Cause he had to find a different door at a junkyard. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about that. That was, uh, yeah, it was uh, you, me, Frank and Rusty, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, I remember cause MSU too. It was what? Frank was my roommate at CMSU the first year. Okay. Have you talked to Frank much lately? No, we follow each other on social media, but um, I'm terrible about keeping up with people. Um, yeah, and I got, it, I haven't even been to, uh, it's because I'm so far away. I haven't been to any of the class reunions. I thought about maybe 30 years coming up if all this, you know, I'm sure the COVID thing will be over then, but maybe I'll, because it's like a whole thing. I've got to plan like a vacation, uh, come back to go do it, but maybe I'll do it then and catch yeah, up with her. Yeah. And it's hard to do it. You know, I mean, a lot of that stuff too, is like, you really do kind of keep up with people over social media. Right. Even though you, you know, we may not have talked, you know, there's kind of this, oh, well, you know, I see the pictures and see the, you know, the posts and stuff like that. I mean, um, but yeah, like, you know, we missed our 25. So our 25 was, uh, and they tried to, they were going to reschedule it. And they're just like, you know what, forget it. Cause every time we try to reschedule something, you know, you just never know where the, the pandemic's over. Um, but yeah, I mean, and that's the other thing, like, you know, with my sister living out of town, we run into this all the time to where it's like, you know, PTO vacation time is scarce. Mm-hmm. 
And so, or it's going to be at a time where it just doesn't, it's not conducive to, to come back or anything. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's tough. I'll admit it makes me a little bit um, just and this is probably an irrational. I get a little bit nervous about um, just going to something like that and then not recognizing, you know, it's been a long time, like not recognizing somebody or not remembering stories. And I'm, I'm just like, I, I don't want somebody to come up and be like, you know, talking to me and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you know. Uh, so, so here's a great, here's a great thing about them is they uh, um, at the last one, the 20, your name mm-hmm. tag had your yearbook picture. Oh, oh my gosh, that would help so much. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, somebody's going to look so different that I'm not even going to know who I'm talking to. And, and it stresses me out because I'm like, God, like, I don't want to like look like a jerk. Like, oh, I'm sorry, I don't remember who you are. But, you know, that's, uh, yeah, but I, I think it'd be fun. Um, so maybe I'll do the 30. Yeah, so people always recognize me because I look, I you, look- you look pretty much the same you you look the same there's yeah. some people, little gray. <laughs> yeah yeah we've all got yeah yeah uh but i mean some people they may have gained 100 pounds man and they look different or the the guys like there was right. a there was a i forget who it was but i mean okay so we're in high school nobody can grow a beard in high school right well he comes up with me and he's got the zz top and i'm <laughs> and he's probably 50 pounds heavier and i'm he's like hey andy i'm like hey man (laughs) that's exactly what i worry about and and it's not that big a deal and i mean i know i'll I'll make it fine but um yeah i do get stressed about like this far removed from everybody yeah i mean i wonder hopefully everybody looks the same but that helps if they have the picture on there and the name tags i'm like okay i got this (laughs) yeah there was uh yeah the name tag with your high school with your senior picture or whatever your yearbook picture so very very, and and made names for the the women right right um which is that was one of the things too that like and that's that's one of the things on my facebook that throws me off is you'll get a a friend request and you know i mean you're just as easy to get a a russian bot yep than somebody you know and then you're like you'll get a name you don't recognize this this is something that happens to me a lot so i'll get i'll get a friend request i don't recognize the name and then I'll look and I have like 135 mutual friends and I'm like, okay, I should know this person. And, you know, I'll go through and it's Matt May and, you know, all these people that I'm friends with. And I'm like, well, why don't I remember this person? Yeah. And, you know, and I worry about that because I'll feel terrible if, but yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things. So I'm glad apparently it's not unfounded. Well, dude. <laughs> If you come back, you just hang close with me because I'm a professional networker now with my new job. I have to, uh, I have to, I have to be a professional networker. Um, hey, this is my buddy Ryan. You remember Ryan? Great artist. Drew the, drew the shirt of, of Big Daddy Brown. <laughs> yeah, I you think you could yeah. recreate that shirt, man. I would love to have that shirt to wear to the thirty. We could, we could recreate those shirts, wear them to the thirty year reunion. I mean, this is a great idea. I totally should. You know, I screen print now. I could totally make my own. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, he, it, the funny thing about him is that he was uh, so straight faced about everything that it was, uh, you know, because he would he would try his hardest just to be stern and everything. It was just kind of fun to just mess with him or he was the, the only time I ever got detention in high school was talking in his class. So he kept me after class. I think he had a guest speaker and I was talking and he kept me after class. 
I sat there probably like 10 minutes and he, he sat at his desk and he looks up and he goes, I'm tired of looking at you. You can go. <laughs> that, was like, his, that was his <laughs> detention. His detention was to keep you long enough for, for it to be an inconvenience to you, but not to him. That's all it was. It was like a tiny inconvenience to me. And he was just like, you can go. And I was like, oh, sweet. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. The fact that, so, you know, you'd, you'd have to get that, that note signed mm-hmm. by your parents that you got detention. But, you know, like there'd be those teachers that would, you got a seventh hour. Remember, that's what they called it, a seventh hour. And you were there the whole hour. And then they're like, all right, bring something to do. Bring a book, bring some homework, whatever. But not not Big Daddy Brown. He was like, mm, I don't want you around. Like, this is yeah. more punishment for me. Well, it was, it was a pain in the butt to him. So he was just like, yeah, see, so, yeah. So. I, I used to get him for, I used to get him a lot from his next door neighbor, uh, Keeling. Remember him? Yes. So he was my first hour when I started driving mm-hmm. and, you know, I was a September birthday. So I'm picking people up right. and like, if I'm on time, the dude that I'm picking up is two minutes late. Next dude's two minutes late. Next dude's two minutes late. And remember it was kind of like an NBA, like at the buzzer type thing. Like you had to be in the class at your seat by the time the bell went off or you were yeah. on a party and man, you know, I'd be walking in the door you know, and, and stuff like that. And then the bell go off. They mark you down as tardy. I got so many detentions in that guy's class for just, just for tardiness. Um, yeah, yeah. You had Mustang at that time, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. That yellow yeah. Mustang. Yeah. Remember that. Yeah. yeah. And then I graduated to that gray Beretta with the hail damage, had all that hail damage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that- Oh, this is taking me back. I'm, I'm sure we could go on for. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're talking to... about your car. You're talking about your car, man. And the, the gray door on the red. Yeah. Man, you brought back some you pick it. Uh, remember, or you wrench it. Yeah. You, you'd go down and you'd get something like a, a door. So, so my car didn't have a working. Uh, it had a 1983 version of a digital gas gauge and it didn't work. So my interview when I was at Foot Locker, I actually ran out of gas, left my car on Holkey Road, had to run home have my mom drive me to my interview at Foot Locker and then go get my car, like with put a gas, fill it up with gas later. So I basically figured out how many miles I ran out of gas on. And for years, that's just how I knew how much gas to put in because I didn't have a working gas gauge. I think my dad went to one of those and like found me one that worked for a while, but it was, you know, 1980s technology and I don't think it worked forever either. So. Well, you're right about being able to tell stories all day like this because I, I, I gotta I gotta get one more in, but like you're talking about running out of gas, that Mustang that I had, the gas gauge didn't work. So I actually every week I would write down the mileage that that when I filled up. So you know, then I would know that okay, I can go I don't know, hundred miles, two hundred miles, whatever on this tank of gas. And like I'd have to look down at this piece of paper and be like, well, I guess I probably need to get gas. But back then, I guess, man, I'm wanting to say it was like sixty cents a gallon. Yeah, it wasn't much. Nope. I not, remember not, when it got over a dollar. Yeah, and that was like, I was like, oh, shit. But, but minimum wage was only, and, and I don't know what that equates to now, but it only made four twenty-five an hour. So, yeah. you know, dollar was huge to me. If I, if I spent $10, that's like three hours of work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because, yeah, I remember my, my footlocker salary was four twenty-five. Yes. Um. So toward the end, I got up to seven 
and I went to work at the store at Oak Park and they told me I made way too much and I couldn't come back out there anymore. They had me go out and help sometime and it, it's $7 an hour. Yeah. What's minimum out there now? Uh, 15. Okay. It, it, yeah. It's, and that's just recent. It's, I think in the rural areas, it's uh, probably 13 something. The Portland area, it's 15. Portland sounded great. You guys are hitting on everything that Matt wants. Well, so here's the, here's the cool thing. So, uh, uh, waiters out here, I know in Missouri, they would make, you know, like, I don't know what they're making now, but three something an hour. And then if they made the tips, you know, it had to equal up to minimum, but it's like full minimum for waiters out here, plus their tips. So somebody can make a, you know, if they're a waiter out here, it can make a pretty good salary if that's what they like doing so that they're pretty high, high value jobs. Yeah. You don't see a real young people like being waiters out here because of that reason. Matthew May. Did you hear that? <laughs> I, I did that for my employees. My employees made over minimum and, mm -hmm. and you know, they took what they took in their tips. Um, yeah. And it was kind of a, a recruiting slash retention thing for me. Right. And I, I actually would have to have the conversation with them going like, now you do know that like this tip money is like, you should add that when you're thinking about leaving me to go over to, to this place. It's going to pay you 15 bucks an hour. Keep in mind, I'm paying you 12, yep. but you're bringing about four or five. So do the math. And oh, by the way, my four or five is cash today. So, well, dude, I could, like I said, man, I, I, this was awesome, man. I'm, I'm glad that, uh, I'm glad I've got your number now. You're probably going to get random texts from me. I apologize. I'll try to keep up with the uh, the, the Pacific time zone versus central time zone thing. Uh, it was awesome, man. I'm glad that we were able to reconnect. Um, we're definitely having you back on, man. We'll we'll get into a uh, we'll get into a large topic, but um, this was one of the things about you know when when we did this podcast that I that I've found that has been you know one of the I guess unintentional cool things that's come out of it is it's allowed me to reconnect with people. Um, and so I'm, I'm grateful for the, the time that we're spent. I'm grateful for the stories that, that we had back then that we weren't even able to get onto, man. Cause it, those are some, yep. those were some fantastic times that we had, man. And, um, so I appreciate your friendship, dude. And, and I'm glad we were able to reconnect after all these years. So I look forward to talking to you soon. All right. Oh, good. Well, thank you for having me on. I appreciate yeah, it. Man. All right. We'll see you guys next week.